Hey, everybody, it's Steve Mathis. I'm proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right there in my home country of Canada, same great country that brought us Ross, Rollerball Peterson, and, of course, Putin. It was a shocker to me to learn that, on the average, the same insulin in the United States that can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. The Prairie Insulin and Meds believes that taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, we've been able to team up with those guys to get Pulpamex customers an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Tell your family and friends. PrairieInsulin.com. Make sure you tell them Pulpamex sent you to get your discount. Thanks for listening, everybody. A Pulpamex Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. We're going to talk about the plan to restart Supercross and recap Tiger King as well. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. And order from your local online dealer. They'll deliver right to you. They've got a real cool deal going on with uh, helping uh, people to restart uh, some buying um, desires, I guess you'd call it. 10% off right now across the board and uh, free goggles if you get a helmet, free socks if you order boots, that kind of stuff. Flyracing.com, whether it's uh, Brayton. Osborne, Baggett, they're all wearing fly racing these days, and they got a whole bunch of uh, hard parts as well, uh, including mountain bike stuff and uh, jet ski stuff, watercraft stuff. So please check them out, flyracing.com. Renthal, grab life by the bars. Uh, Renthal Fat Bar 36 is out, and uh, please check it out. It's something that they're very proud of, something they've worked really hard on. Renthal.com for more information on that, whether it's the Fat Bar, whether it's the 7 8 Bar. Uh, the twin wall bar that Renthal came out with like in 97 or 98. Uh, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century, Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Uh, thank you to Renthal as well, Renthal.com. Maxis.com, uh, A-Ray using MXSTs out there to win the Western Raceway Challenge. Uh, mountain bike tires as well, and uh, lots of products at uh, Maxis.com, light truck tires. Dirt bike tires, mountain bike tires, uh, trailer tires, that kind of stuff. UTV tires, maxis.com will have you uh, covered, man. So thanks to those guys as well. Alias CBD, the code to save at Alias CBD is Alias Racer X to save 20%. Designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CBD, but Alias Pain Bomb is so much more than that. They spent two years working with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb uh, that uh, with a dozen organic botanicals and the official pain bomb of the Geico Honda Factory Connection Racing Team, alias CBD.com for more information on that. So Weege JT coming up here shortly. Uh, thanks for listening. Let's dive into this, shall we? 
Okay, as promised, we're back. We've got to recap the second half of Tiger King reality TV show. And uh, and then, less importantly, maybe talk about the restart of the Supercross series here coming up because Tiger King is is really what we're uh, what we're talking about. From Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. We... We haven't been doing very many of these. It's it's good to be back on the phone on a weekend with you guys. I've I've tried. Okay, I've been trying for for people who want to you know want to know. Have you? Yes, I have been. Okay. It's always something or other with you two guys. Always not something me. Or the other. Not me. It is not me. Uh, JT, you still fly racing? Still trying to uh, help people out here and, and uh, throw in some goggles and socks and whatever else if, you, if they buy some stuff. Yeah, we've yeah. been we've been doing a few things. We obviously are trying to help you know our dealers sell through inventory, and then obviously the customers benefit from that because they get a free item if they buy qualifying items. And then uh, we sent a bunch of goggles to uh, University of Utah Medical Center. Oh, cool. Yeah, so right. it's been uh, it's been pretty cool like we're honestly we're just trying to do our part it's it's challenging for everybody but if there are ways we can help we're we're looking at everything also on the line uh, my boss at racer x online cracking the whip lately it's jason wygant what's up weege yeah what's happening yeah it's 100 percent my fault we couldn't get any of these things done uh monday through friday um uh it's a lot of work right now keeping this ship keeping this ship going um, a lot of conference calls. I don't understand why. Like, I've been working from home the entire time. Yeah. So it shouldn't change. Like, my whole work schedule shouldn't be any different. But, my gosh, the amount of time I'm spending on the phone, not on podcasts. I do not understand. How that's is, the way the world is now. Yeah. How is the uh, how was the, the Fly Racing Instagram Live with, with your buddy Justin Brayton the other day? How was that? Oh, it's, it was unbelievably good. Like, just... Perfect 10? Off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Move, move over Fallon. Move over Kimmel. Move right. over Colbert. I think we got a new show and sidekick dialed in. <laughs> Listen, I I, we, I should start with a confession for our listeners uh, on this podcast. Oh. I, it might be going a bit far um, on social media these days. It, made me feel a t- it makes me feel a tad bad. Not really bad, but a tad. Um, you're not holding the Pro Circuit shop cleaning video up. It's not you, Weege. I, I, I know we're going along with that, but there are some people that seem genuinely angry at you, and, and, okay. and it might be my t- part to say, like, it's not really you. I've really enjoyed the, the comedy of that, so I'm, and, and knowing you, you'll always go for the laugh, so I'm shocked. I'm shocked you're revealing this. I feel um, like the, some of the venom is getting a little harsh. Maybe. I might get, I might get killed. No, it's... The, our video guy, I don't know what happened. He's lost his mind or the footage or both. Um, <laughs> he keeps saying he's eight, but 95%? Is that the percentage we've been in for four, uh, for four months? I think 85 at one point. 80, 85, I think, yeah. 85. It's It's been 85% done since before we shot our Supercross preview videos the first week of December. It's been 85% done, and every week is the week he's finally going to get it done, and then they, the trail goes cold again. Has he actually responded to text? No, not recently, yeah, but then yeah, what he'll yeah. do is like, right. but then like every three weeks, he'll all of a sudden respond. Sorry, dude. I got it now. It's going to happen. You're going to have it. Right, working right. on it. Okay. 3 a.m. Wow. Coming in your email box, and then it never happens. Well, so it's not you. People are like getting angry. So, it's, I mean, I'll keep it going on Twitter, but, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the. I do enjoy it. Okay. Okay. All right. But it's really not yeah. your fault, right? You're not holding on to it. Your demands haven't nope. been met. You know? No, I, I would love to. I want to see it just like you do. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 
Uh, we'll see if it ever, ever <laughs> sees the light of day. No idea. But. No, I think JT's convinced. JT's convinced. It's not. Something went wrong, right, JT? No, this footage does not exist. It's been erased. Uh, it's been sold on the black market. One of, one of your competitors for RacerX will release this. Uh, something will happen. But we, Racer X right. will definitely not be releasing this. That's actually been one of the better jokes on Twitter. Everybody, is Swap Moto Live going to swoop in? Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of that. A lot of, a lot of. I'll check it out on Swap Moto Live's website. <laughs> a lot of that. Um, I'm glad that you know. I remember when we were doing it. Uh, I had to get Fox to send me a jersey, and they had to like next day air it. And, oh. and, and I remember I, I I scheduled some stuff, and I had to I, I swapped it around because the filmer guy was only ready certain days. I remember all those hoops I sort of had to jump through to make it happen. I'm really glad I did. So I'm, I'm super stoked on that. But, okay. Oh, um, that's bad. Anyways, uh, all right. So let's we'll recap Tiger King. For, that, that, first of all, the bonus episode, JT, that's a joke. It's a joke. Terrible. Terrible. It was we, terrible. Nobody, Such a ratings grab. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. So anyways, but before we get to that, new developments. There's been, uh, there's been new things come to light, man. Uh, after... Everybody, including Dave Prater from Feld, um, Mike Mewey from Feld, everybody saying that Supercross was going to finish after motocross uh, this year because obviously the COVID-19 pandemic that we're under right now. Um, Things have changed swiftly and quickly here uh, recently. We've got a tip from some teams that have been talked to by the powers that be. And look, as we said, a lot of teams weren't happy about motocross going off and, that, and that's still tentative, by the way. Uh, motocross going off before Supercross. And I get that. And all three of us, I think, on this phone call, we're like, ah, too bad. What are you going to do? But something we just happened. And we may get, starting mid-next month, mid-May, we may get seven rounds in Glendale. Uh, yeah. And it's more, I didn't hear about it until, I think they had the team meeting last night. And I was, that was maybe the first thing they did was like hey we're thinking about this what do you guys think if you like it we'll go work on it but now from talking to some teams today i think it's further along than that i think this has real legs and it's not just a thought process of do it there? I, i'm not yeah. saying it's yeah. going to happen but i think there's been more legwork than i realized so yeah seven races potentially in glendale and this would be as you're getting at in May and June. So it goes back to Supercross before Motocross if they can pull this off. So they would have had to now WW Ranch tentatively scheduled for June 13th. We all don't think that was going to happen. Uh, I just saw something today that COVID-19 cases in Florida have spiked huge. Uh, some, of the, some of the beaches are open over down there. So hashtag Florida. Um, yeah. so easy, th- easy. So, so this would have to be in conjunction working with MX Sports, Weege, to push nationals further back well yeah but i think the natural ending of this seven rounds is around that same kind of agreed upon or or set date anyway like i think this would end in the middle of june to not really impact but june 13th 13th. is www or ww sorry yeah it might impact that but that one sounded like a goner right what i've heard from mx sports side is that the june 20th date which is high point right now that's a live NBC show. That's a much more okay. All right, you really so, want to honor that one. Okay, um, JT. So, uh, like we said, you know, this seems further along and it seems very promising. And I had people text me. I put that tweet out last night after I talked to uh, uh, a team uh, that that was talking to the the Feld guys. And I mean, this seems JT like something that that's really close to happening. And I. Kelmy is still skeptical, though. 
It sounds crazy. It sounds like a, some sort of pipe dream conspiracy theory that you would immediately shoot down and say, yeah, right. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with the amount of people that are involved in this and uh, the confidence, I think that's behind it right now, I think they're going to try to pull it off. I'm, I'm still very much on the side of, I don't know that that's going to be reality. Um, to me, there just seems like so many variables and really difficult things have to fall in line for that right. to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, I, I'm sure they have every intention of doing it. I right. just think it's going to be really difficult to execute. Right. And, and, but Weege, you've talked to some teams that are like, Hey, this is, this is going to go, this is going to work. And I, and I got a text from a rider and I don't know where he got it from, but he told me it's a go. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I think on the team side, they have to plan as if this is going to happen because if, if Feld says it is happening, yeah, they yeah. Get, they have to be ready to, to go. Now I just I, I look at it and I'm like, really? Like all those things are gonna happen, you're gonna get the riders there, no one's gonna be sick, they're gonna allow the people, the governor's gonna allow this to happen. Yeah. The the cur you know, like people are, are it's not gonna spike back up and shut everything down. Like there there just seems like so many things have to go perfectly. And yeah. I mean perfectly for this to work. I I'm very skeptical, but then yeah, like sort of from people I talked to today and last night and everything else, like these guys are ready to go. This thing's this thing's going, and, I, and I'm just like, what? Now, obviously, Major League Baseball's trying to do something in the state of Arizona. There's a lot of spring training parks there. They're trying to start up a a quarantine uh, baseball season, uh, uh, basically, and they haven't even worked that out at all. But um, Weege, I didn't ask particularly the team that I talked to about this, but I there's no fans, right? No, no fans. Right, Definitely right. no fans. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I don't have a lot of details, but I, I think they're shooting for like a Mondays and Fridays races, which is, I mean, if you do the math, you got seven days in a week and you're trying to get two in in a week. It's just kind of, you know, every three days there's a race yeah. instead of every seven. So that, that stands the reason. But the part that I'm hung up on is if you look at this plan, as you mentioned, Major League Baseball, they are being very careful to create, as they say, a bubble of you go to the hotel, you go to the stadium. We test you each time you go between one and the other and you do not go anywhere else. You don't go home. You know, get in a plane. Your family doesn't come. They have to create this bubble. I actually heard there's some uh, construction project, I think, in, like, Hong Kong. where There's supposedly, like, 1,200 construction workers. Everyone was tested before they went in. No one leaves. And so far, no COVID-19. So they, what they've found is there's proof worldwide that if you create a bubble, mm-hmm. no one in, no one out, you can do it. But I don't see how you do that as easily with Supercross. Are you really going to tell these guys, we race Monday, sit in the hotel, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, go race Friday. There's, there's no way. No, but that's that's and to me. Sorry, I'm jumping in. The, that's the whole thing to me, right? So, to me, when I look at this, we're following Major League Baseball's plan. That's that's what I see us doing is trying to follow the yeah. model that Rob Manfred laid out, right? But to me, you have such a different dynamic because they have a union where they can get everybody to agree to these terms. Everybody stays in these hotels. Everybody, we don't have anything like that. Like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm to tell anybody what they can or can't do. If Eli Tomac wants to jump on a plane after the race and fly to Colorado, he can't. Like, there is nothing to tell him he can't legally do mm. that, right? So that's where I run into all these technical problems because yeah. in baseball, if they sign off on the union, you're doing this, you're doing it. Our sport, we don't have any of those legalities or technical aspects. These guys can do whatever they want. 
And unless they just deny them entry, like what's to stop anybody? Yeah, that's why it's got to be, if it happens, it's got to be just, hey, fly into Phoenix and fly out and go home and come in and we'll check your temperature. But I just, I don't see that Uh, working either. I don't, I don't see it. No. And and also, can you imagine if it comes down to, I mean, this is a close championship. Like what if, you know, after four of the races, Tomac has a fever? Yeah. Is that it? He's sorry, your championship's done. What about Mookie fever? He's he's always got it. Been, been, been less been less Mookie fever this year though, for sure. That's true. Right. That's true. Maybe maybe yeah. it's in uh, preparation for avoiding coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I mean, Osborne. You know, Osborne's told us that he may have had COVID nineteen around Anaheim. Right. There's a lot of symptoms the same. Yeah. Who knows? And Webb. And yeah. Webb too. But who know? And who knows? But but um, I I don't I don't see this. If this works, if this happens, I don't see them at all doing any quarantining or anything like Major League Baseball has talked about. And they're therefore try to keep a lid on that. You know, obviously, look, no fans. Uh, it'll they'll probably restrict the media. They'll restrict, you know, the the people that work there. You know, maybe Dave Prater will be the thirty second guy, and then he'll be a flagger uh, and all of that stuff. You know, maybe they limit teams for how many people they're going to bring in. But even with that, even limiting all of that, I don't know, man. <laughs> but you know, hey, good. I, listen, I want to see Supercross, so I hope it works. But geez, yeah, I'm all I'm all for this. Uh, I think we're all desperate for some some anything. You know, Supercross racing would be awesome. But I think we'll take anything at this point. So if they can pull it off, great. Yeah. And if that means any of us get to go or don't go, so be it. You know, we'll we'll roll with the punches. But it just seems really difficult when you have the entire Feld staff, you know, furloughed or laid off yeah. or whatever the case may be. You've got to crank that machine all back up. And, I mean, riders haven't even been riding. Now you're going to get them back on Supercross tracks and get going. It just There's so but, many things that that all but, have to happen. It, but, it's crazy to and, me. And we're talking, we're talking in less than a month, right? That's what we're talking yeah. right now. And Weege, yep. like the team I talked to is like, we're, we're starting our bikes tomorrow. We're going to start work today, today. They're going to start working today. That's how sure they are that this thing's working. And you talked to some people too, Weege. But <laughs> I mean, they seem pretty sure. Yeah, they right. seem pretty sure. But like it, what, what about, what about all these teams that they haven't been working like KTM and they, their employees are, are furloughed. Are they back on now just because of this new plan? Like, do they start Monday or how does that work? I don't know. And also, know. okay. So JT, uh, fly racing, WPS, huge, presenting sponsor of supercross so if this plan goes ahead suffice to say you guys will not be there you will not be you know uh, attending in your normal way therefore you won't be paying feld as much and all of that feld's taken well i would assume right i would assume if you wait to the fall and do qualcomm and st louis and all the things we've talked about you could potentially be making money you know as you could open up the doors as normal right and, pro- and and now money is working as normal for Fla- for Feld as a normal Supercross. So why take that chance? Like, wait to the fall. They can make more money. They can possibly have a normal Supercross. But, you know, this seems, yeah, this seems very team-driven. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I, I got two reasons. First, um, I, I think obviously this is the team, but the teams want much, much more. So, hey, shout out. Normally, 
the the perception out there in the world is the promoter is just greedy and wants to make the most money and they don't care about anybody else. But in this case, they appear to be putting what the teams want ahead of maximizing their value. So that's cool if that's the case. But uh, the other thing is they knew there were going to be significant obstacles to try to race in September, different ones than this. uh, Country might be much more opened up, but the battle for stadiums, the battle for TV time, the battle for TV trucks, like there is a chance that at that point, every concert, every sporting event, every everything is going to be trying to come back in the same month. And maybe they realized there's so many obstacles to trying to get a stadium and a staff and et cetera, et cetera, in September. What if we sneak in beneath all of them? Sneak in before we just get it done. So I would bet you that's the biggest motivation, but it does help the teams too. Um, no doubt about that. Teams do not want to split this series. That's I just knew it. Like I said, like I knew, yes, it would be a com- uh, compromise is required here. But you know how these teams are? There's three points in this Supercross championship separating two guys. Teams don't want to race, you know, 11 nationals in between and then ramp it back up. There's too much on the line. They they That's how they operate. So this is where we are. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. They better get things started quickly because this is the third. Seriously. I mean. Yeah. JT, these guys haven't been doing much. A lot of these guys haven't been doing much. Heck, RJ Hampshire went and got his knee fixed, and somebody else mm. had surgery, right? Um, yep. So who else had surgery? Somebody else on the on the expectation that Supercross coming back in the fall. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot a of people. Casualties. There's a lot of people yeah. with things at stake here, like when it comes to guys like Hampshire guys. Mm, really? Yeah. You seem extra interested in the Hampshire <laughs> angle here. I don't know why. I don't know why that. Well, he's got the he's got his uh, Pulpamex bonus program. You know, the sticker uh, on the, the helmet. helmet sticker. Yeah, the helmet sticker. Yeah. Some of us just care, Weege, about these guys as humans. We don't look at them as just pawns, okay? <laughs> they're not just ways to make money or no. sponsorship or anything. No, they're no. human beings. No. <laughs> <sighs> so. so it's going to be tough, man, but like, I, I, I have a feeling that they're like, man, we got a venue saying that we can do it. We don't know if we're going to find a venue saying we can do it in September, so just well, do it now. That's what it sounds like. As someone on Twitter reminded me, JT, I'm always like, just Bill Glendale track every week. Well, here we go. Right. Ah! <laughs> here we go. <laughs> right. you all, and, and you touched on you know the sponsorship side. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, selfishly for myself, and I shouldn't speak for Fly Racing as a brand, but I, I will. Uh, I mean, I, I think it would be more value to hold the races in the fall where we get to have our trailers and all of our, you know, our activation and get to show all of our great products and engage with fans and do all those things. Right. That, that would be better for, for us. And I think all of us will get to go to the races and all that stuff that that would be a a more uh, ideal plan for me. Um, But as far as understanding what is better for the riders and the teams and finish finishing this thing in June and just being clean and done, I can certainly understand the incentive to get it all done. Uh, I, I wonder, though, how all these sponsor contracts work, but whether it's you know Western Power Sports or Monster or whoever, how does that work? Because there's certainly a difference in value there, right? Oh, yeah. You, you know, you're not, you're not yeah. getting any of that engagement with the fans. You're only getting the television benefit of it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how that will all look, um, but I, I would assume there are going to be some – some heavy negotiations and um, appeasements made somewhere. I just that's. But remember, yeah, that's that's cool. all. That's all saying that we know that in September they're just going to be able to lift fans in the building. Like that might not be true. Uh, well, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah I'm there, assuming that. Yeah, there's plenty of 
people, very smart people involved that I've been listening to and reading that say, look, there's no fans coming for the rest of 2020, no matter when exactly. NFL starts, no matter, you know, and, and these aren't people, yeah. these aren't, these aren't nut job, uh, paranoid people on Twitter. These yeah. are, these are journalists and high, high, yep. high end people that follow this stuff. They're like saying, look, there's gonna be no crowds in 2020. Yep. So, well, I, I think I, I've been reading obviously, and, and we've all been doing our diligence to, to learn as much as we can. I don't think you're going to see a sold out stadium for sure in 2020, but I, I do think you could do things to social distance, right? You could sell every other seat or you could do things that would still allow people to be there. Um, but not, not necessarily have them piled on top of each other like a normal race. There are, it's, it's going to be a new normal, I think until there's a vaccine or, or some sort of preventative measure out there. I don't know how else they can go about it, whether it's this year or next year, it's, it's all going to be a challenge in the, for, for the foreseeable future, I think. Well, yeah. Uh, count me as skeptical. I think count me in the skeptical category. Although the people we've been talking to, the people I've been talking to are not skeptical. I hope it's not just wishful thinking from their part. That's leading them to be so um, assured. Because I get it. If you're a team, this is awesome. Um, but just because you want it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's yeah. going to happen. But uh, and we, yeah, and JT, I think you stated it well. I think we'd all be stoked. Like this would be great. This would be great. We're not saying we don't want this to happen. We just don't know if it will happen. Yeah. It seems. It seems like man, like really, st- the the environment changed that much in what four or five days. Like, there's no way last weekend we would have even considered that this could be possible. How do you think Anton feels about this? <laughs> well, I feel like there was a brief time where there was all this skepticism when this thing was first starting. And then I feel there was a brief time where it was really bad. And for the most part, people were kind of in agreement. And that was maybe a 10 to 12 day span. And now everyone's retreated back to their standard trenches. And their entire opinions on this are based, shockingly, on whatever their worldview already was. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. It's not, uh, not, it's not the way America normally does it. Usually, you know, everybody looks at both sides of everything. Very, takes very a little of this, calm little and measured, shocked. yeah. Do you guys understand how bad of a look it is for America in the world when they're, when they're protesting, like, being quarantined, like, at these state capitals and stuff, like in Wisconsin and, and Florida? Like, do you understand the rest of the world is looking at Americans and just yeah. shaking their head in amazement, shaking their head in amazement that Americans are, are this brutal. You're quarantined in a house with food to go and, and you know, and TVs and VCRs and DVD, you know, all the modern comforts of home and people can't take it and they're protesting and they're doing exactly what they're not supposed to do. Get together in, in big, big groups and big crowds. Good God. Yeah, but half the people listening to this podcast are now shaking their heads at you talking about shaking yeah, their heads. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying far away from That's that. That's fine. Yeah, you can, no, hey, you can, hey, I'll, I'll stay on the side of science and on the, on the <laughs> side of, of, you know, uh, uh, smart. So you think, you think all of the people in the rest of the world just are no more science than Americans do? I, I, I don't think that you can just lump, lump the rest of the world in with, you're, you're saying that everybody's more educated and smarter and, I mean, they wear jeans that go halfway down their leg. I don't see other countries <laughs> protesting being quarantined. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Point it out to me then. Let me know. Hit me up and let me know. Uh, but I, I look at these people and I'm just like, what is going on here? Why are you so upset? I get it. 
I think you're, you're treading a fine line of you're mocking people for wanting their freedom. I, I'm going to stay far oh away from Oh, my one. God. Oh, I'm sorry. You're wanting their freedom. Like, that. What I'm are they just, stuck just, in their I'm house? Not, they, they're I'm literally not, stuck in their house. They can't leave listen, their house to get yes. arrested? You, yeah. you equating quarantine with freedom? With I'm freedom? Making, <laughs> I'm not making that point. I'm just telling you that you're going to hear about this. Are cops coming? From this podcast. Are people getting arrested if they leave? Uh... Michigan was basically claiming exactly that, yes. Okay, all right. Freedom, sure. All right. That, that's exactly what Michigan was saying. What, what was Michigan saying? We will arrest you if you leave your house. We will, there, will be, there will be law enforcement penalties. There will be fines. There will be all kinds of things if you leave your house. Well, I mean, then, that's exactly well, then what All those saying. people protested. There must be martial law going on down there, which I haven't heard, heard one thing about. You, you haven't heard martial law proposed? I haven't it heard anybody being rounded up and arrested. Thank you. I just hope that it gets. Uh, I hope that uh, protesting gets read by back online here in July. That'd be great. Yeah, really, right? Make it happen. Make um, it happen, everybody. Well, yeah. we'll see, man. Listen, I, I'm. I'd be so stoked. I don't. I don't care if uh, if they don't let the media in or the fans in. If, if they can just find a way to put these races on TV with the very central staff, that'd be awesome. Uh, I getting it done before outdoors is way better. But I still don't know how that's going to happen. I, I, you know, I agree with the teams on that. Like, you know, you don't want to sit there and wait and you got all these championship battles going on, and then you got to sit there and ride, you know, eleven outdoors or ten outdoors or however many there's going to be. So, so Tiger yeah. King. <laughs> yeah. I just, see, this is it. This is the only thing that is getting us through this Tiger King. Look at see the peace that it brings upon us. Tiger King. Can everybody just stay indoors, please, and, and slow the spread? That's all. Can we just do that, please? Thank you. Appreciate it. Steve, you should go down there and share these views down at a, your local courthouse. Well, the world is laughing at America. That's all I wanted to say. That's how it all started. This That's going to go over well. Well, okay. That's fine. Go ahead. Tiger King. So we left it after, after the three episodes. The Netflix released, like we said in the beginning, Netflix released a special episode with, um, uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Somebody did the interviews, correct? Yeah. Joe McHale? Joe McHale. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, interviewing yeah. some of the yeah, main yeah. cast. And mm-hmm. we didn't hear much outside of uh, everyone hates Joe. All those previous <laughs> guys that worked for him, uh, this campaign manager, everyone hates Joe. I find it interesting, though, Carol, Carol Baskin has not done any interviews. She really hasn't that I've seen. She hasn't really been out there. I don't know what her. What if she's yeah, the only happy. thing I saw was a few quotes here and there where she was obviously disappointed yeah. um, with the way she was portrayed, which uh, they essentially portrayed her as a murderer. So I'm not surprised that she didn't <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, so somehow that leaked out. Somehow her opinion on that didn't get out. But nothing, you know, she didn't go on Oprah or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I, she seems to be low, taking a low key approach. Everyone else is like, cool, sweet. Like I'm getting fame and publicity and probably some money. So, um, yes, yes. My local Charlotte news had, uh, the guy with no legs. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he, they were interviewing him. I'm like, what's that got to do with Charlotte at all? But I think the shirt and hat he was wearing, he's like, I'm just going to do a media tour and get paid to wear this shirt. He, so let's take it. He, um, he looks like he works for Scott Pruitt or something. Former I know he's NAS- got race cars in the back. Yeah. yeah. Form- he's got Pruitt racing shirt and Pruitt racing hat. So I, something to do with, with that. I believe. I don't know. He's got cars in the background, yeah. Anything mm-hmm. with car racing, yeah, you're immediately relevant to Charlotte. 
Maybe that's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, what are the what do you put this chances of this to wrap up the Supercross talk? What do you, what's the chances, Weege? Wait, this, what? Just, just wow. One more quick We're question. Quick Let's question. go back to the protests. No, no, no. We're back. Quick question. <laughs> quick, what's the percent, Weege? You think this this happens? I, all I can do is, as a reporter, is go off what I'm hearing. So I'm going to put it high. I'm going to go 75. percent I'm shocked, but I mean, people seem very confident. JT, I'm going 40. Yeah, I'd, I'm going I'd, 40. I, I'd say likely, less likely than than more likely. So I'm going to. I, I want to say 49, but I think it's even less than that. I'll go 41. So that it happens, I was more in favor than JT. 41. Right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your. Uh, 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 what, I, I just, what's a game show where you just uh, screwed me? Price is right. Price is right. Yeah. yeah. So, episode four, Tiger King. Um, this is when Joe starts to kind of lose it. You could make a case that he's already lost it, but he already. I was going to say, when did he have it? Episode, he never had it. <laughs> episode four is when he starts. He comes up with the logo. He starts antagonizing Carol more. Carol wins the lawsuit for one million dollars. And she is aggressively going after the money, by the way, which puts Joe over the edge even more. The question I have about episode four, though, is, and this is something my wife and I were talking about. He's reading Carol's diary, right? Where does, A, is that really Carol's diary? And B, where did he get it from? I, I feel like it was Carol's diary. It seemed like it. But where does he get that from? Any any thoughts? Yeah, I thought about that too. I thought it was literally like you were just supposed to assume that this rivalry was so gnarly and they were so vicious with trying to get dirt and shut each other down that even getting his hands on the diary, eh, somehow he just did it. it. It seemed totally plausible that it was really hers. And I just thought, yeah. oh, they're so nasty to each other, they somehow found it. Uh, who, yeah, how would he get this? Who leaked it? Who Somebody leaked? would have had to have stolen, like an internal employee would have had to have like stolen it from her and given it to him. So, right? Yeah. JT? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't think you can rule literally anything out, right? <laughs> but yeah, that would have been interesting if they'd actually detailed that. So Carol wins $1 million in her, in her suit. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> like, I don't, I, just, yes. I didn't like I didn't like the fact that she and and Howard, who's a Howard sucks. Let's just be honest. Uh, I didn't like that they were trying to get Joe's parents' house as collateral. That to me, that's you're bringing in parents that aren't really the problem, and now you're going to use their house as collateral. Like, so what? They're going to live? They're going to be homeless, right? If Joe can't pay for this, like I, I didn't like that part of it. It seems like. Uh, Joe's just, you know, he's just playing this shell game, right? And he eventually, in the next episode, that's how Jeff Lowe gets the zoo, to save it from Carol, right? Because Carol's just going after every single one of Joe's assets, including those quads yep. and that, whatever else he has. The, so, the motorhome. The motorhome, yeah. The, the yep. cruise quarters with the uh, rats and the cockroaches. <laughs> nice, nice setup they had. Yeah, yeah, really good there. So, and by the way, too... Um, the the girl we were last episode we were uh is it uh who's the girl who lost her arm but it's not a girl we need to apologize saf saf that's a guy we were Stop calling it. her a girl last episode well, she identifies as a guy but if i mean biologically when she was born she was a girl 
I hope so. I, yes. I can't. No, I know this for, it's for a fact. Yes. She okay. was born a girl, but she identifies as a male now. So we, I mean, you can, you can approach that however you feel appropriate. But when she was born, she was a female. Right. Could Joe have felt it was appropriate to approach her? Like, is it a full flip all the way around? I don't think Joe discriminates, right? He, he could probably find solace somewhere with that. However, he needed to justify well, it. Remember, um, um, Jeff, yeah, Jeff and Travis initially didn't identify as homosexuals, and Joe said, "You know, did, does a does a man's penis turn you off or something?" And they said, "No." And he said, "Well, there you go." I think no. I think it was more. What was it? What, uh, it was in tune with which one do you look at? Do you like the ones with the big ones better oh, than the that's ones with it. the small yes. ones? Yeah. Yeah. And and they said so, they're like the big ones and then so Joe right. said, Well, you now you're gay. You're not that straight then. Right, right. So Joe's Joe's got his own little uh world uh, uh views. I mean so, he had his angle, right? That right. was his his way in. Right. Um so I didn't really like how Carol aggressively went after Joe for one million dollars and just seemed to want to crush him. Which then Joe right. set but Why not? that put Joe, you know, over the edge. There was no and he was never going to stop with the antagonizing, and what, so that's what I understand. Like he was really starting to play a little bit of a sympathy card, saying like, I, you know, she went too far, and I'm like, but you totally brought this on yourself. You no, you she everything she started you could. it. She started it. She went after his business. She shut down his roadshow. That's what started this whole thing. But I'm not surprised that she went aggressive. Like, of course, she's going to go as aggressive as she possibly can. Right? No, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Once you win a judgment, I'm sure she had crazy legal fees that she was trying to recoup. So, the only part of that I didn't like was going after his parents' house, which is to me like not really in bounds. Yeah. Um, but as far as getting money from the proceeds of his zoo, so be it. You want a judgment? It cost her an insane amount of money, I'm sure, to go to court. Uh, he, Joe was basically an idiot, right? He, he's just so stupid. <laughs> you can't use their logo, right? You're doing all these things that are so blatantly infringement and you're just running around telling everybody that you're going to kill her. Like they're just, he's such a moron. Yeah. That... I, would, I, I would have been very upset at Joe if, if he had put my, my you know, my lips and then on a blow up doll or my lips on a camera and then he would have put a blow up doll with Steve on it and then blown it up. I would have been very upset. <laughs> You know, so I did. I did find it hilarious, though, that he just started shooting and blowing up everything she wanted when he shot a hole in his mattress. Yeah, I was I couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing because I don't think she wants your bed, Joe. I I don't think she has much use for a piece of crap mattress. Right. Um, So, okay, episode five. Moving into that, so you know, Carol's going after Joe aggressively for the money. She he he predictably loses this lawsuit, and uh, he loses his mind. Episode five, Jeff Lowe comes in with his buddy Alan. Alan seems a tad unstable. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff's got a backstory that's uh, pretty amazing. Um, he likes Oakley hats and Affliction shirts and leather jackets, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> So Jeff Jeff gets the zoo from 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 Joe to protect him from from Carol, uh, but then of course we know that goes sideways in a, in an upcoming episode. Alan comes in working as a zoo, you know, just in, as part of the, the gang there or whatever. Also, uh, this is the introduce, introduction of James Garretson, who is the Mark Davis lookalike. He used to this gentleman used to own some strip clubs, and for some reason, JT he 
invests 14k into a pizza parlor at Joe Zoo. This is James's mm-hmm. investment, and in, you got something better you can do with 14k. Uh, I, I think this was a setup. Uh, I, I think all along he knew that he could get his claws into some part of this zoo. Um, I don't. There has to be so many aspects to this story that. We don't know. This documentary yeah. doesn't cover. Yeah. Right. You're talking about extremely, extremely shady individuals. Like, <laughs> you're, I mean, what did Jeff Lowe go to prison for before? Right. He, he's in his interviews. He makes it out like he's never done anything wrong. Well, sorry, man, you don't you're not on parole for being a great guy like that. That's a pretty hard, fast rule that I've lived in my life is most people don't get convicted of something without probably being into some shady dealings we never learn about that right we, we know he's all over the place with his money you never know how he has any money they never talk about how he makes money at all same with garrison right he's just a yeah. businessman well, but from the from the looks of it he looks to like serious like a shady dude okay uh mark's near the end mark's little store he's got there uh what's he selling just use crap just use junk. What's he's a businessman? He's a businessman. The, 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 Are you talking Garrison? Yeah, his store in, in episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, how do these these people are just businessmen doing what? Yeah. Like I know. Well, Garrison had a strip club. Like I, I can understand that one, which fits perfectly into this whole story. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they go to his business. It looks like a a pawn shop, but they don't have anything that anybody would ever pawn. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but but and James Garretson is a nice. They, I mean, hey, get on the Sea Doo here. Let's film you riding the Sea Doo, James, with his life life vest on. Uh, Alan Glover, crazy or not? Oh yeah. <laughs> where does <laughs> Weege, Where does Alan rank in the in the you know in the uh, grand scheme of who's nutty here and who's not? You know, with the with this whole show, I think the only way you can really gauge the craziness, you have to have like a X Y axis of like crazy versus just dumb. And I'll put him more on the like I did think that like I did think this is like you just look into the man's eyes and you just think he's insane and he's scary and he's willing to do anything at any time and he's a wild card loose cannon. But I think as you learn more, it turns out the man just might be extremely dumb, and maybe it's mm-hmm. a sixty forty dumb to crazy ratio. Now, the other guy you were talking about with the pawn shop, I don't think there's much dumb there. And maybe even Jeff Lowe, not so much. No, I, I feel like Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff's smart-ish. There, see, if the, he's if, a shyster. If, he's yes, he's if, smart in, in shady dealings, yeah. Yes, exactly. So he's more crazy than he is dumb. Right. This Alan guy, I think, is more dumb uh, than he is crazy. Um, um, so, I mean, eventually someone is apparently going to kill someone for $3,000. That's, <laughs> that's pretty dumb. This is the episode... Where Rick Kirkham, it might have been episode four actually, but Rick Kirkham, the documentary guy from Hard Copy, uh, who I've since read about a little bit, turns out that uh, he had a bad crack addiction is why he had sort of got forced out of Hollywood. Uh, I didn't look at at one point. I think the last show I said to you guys, I like Rick Kirkham. He seems like he's together. Well, not so much. (laughs) Not so much. So Rick, this is where Rick exits because the studio. With all the footage gets burned down with the crocodiles and Joe crocodilians. crocodilians. Those, by the way, those crocodilians are Michael Jackson's old crocodilians. I don't know if you guys heard about that. No. Yes, they were really? taken from M- oh, from they, Neverland. They've seen, some, 
They've seen some things then. They were taken from Neverland and brought to Joe's zoo. What kind of what kind of like curse do you have to be if you're a crocodile that first was in Neverland and you, yes. you have to witness the things that went on there and then oh what's what's next? You're going to Joe Exotic's ranch. Yeah. Um, so these crocodiles actually appeared in both Believe in Neverland and the Tiger King documentaries. They actually appeared in both. And then you're going to be burned to death. Yeah. And then- <laughs> so here now at the time they have security footage of the person. Joe was away at a funeral. Joe went to a funeral, probably to officiate it. Probably brought his whole getup. <laughs> That's true. Um, true. Joe went away for a funeral, and I I told my wife, I'm like, I don't think that's Joe. Joe loves animals. He's not going to kill those crocodiles. Like he's not going to do that. Uh, but then come find out now, Joe euthanized tigers left, right, and center. You know, like just like no problem. Like we need, we don't have room for these. Bang. So, Joe burning down the Crocs is totally believable. Now, but at the time, I'm like, come on, Joe didn't do that. Yes, I feel that, um, and, and that's what they try to, <laughs> this obviously skewed way beyond uh, what they expected, I guess, when they started it. Um, but they did try to try to find some sort of, like, moral statement to make at the very end of the show, which was, it ceased being about taking care of animals long ago. Maybe that was originally some of the interests of these people were in animals, but clearly that exited stage right about four years before this is over. So I say it is possible. It is amazing, though, that you have two people. A, a thing gets burned down clearly on purpose, right? There, there's no doubt that wasn't an accident, right? Yeah. Not. Yep. So, and then you're literally like, Joe could have burned it down to screw over Rick, or Rick could have burned it down to screw over Joe. I don't know. They're both screw people over so badly all the time yeah i can't figure out who would burn this thing down more they both could be guilty like it's but you it, don't often find a situation where both sides could be equally as bad usually it's like a you know defendant yeah and an accuser in this case they're both what and if you want to just destroy the footage just go in and like you know pour yeah, water yeah. on the footage or or i don't know steal it back like you got to burn the whole thing down come on joe <laughs> I mean, there seems to be ways you could get those DVDs and, you know, or hard drives or, or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. Very, very odd there. Um, but so Mark's got or Jeff's got the Joe got Jeff's got the zoo. Joe's on the run. The whole studio burns down. Joe. This is also the episode that Joe runs for president and his campaign manager is Josh is Walmart gun salesman. Yeah. So it's his dream job. It's right. what he always wanted. And this is also the episode where Joe uh is filming in the cage and the tiger really likes his foot. This is the episode and then Joe eventually shoots in the air. Now, I believe I don't think I caught this in the documentary JT, but did someone say that Joe thought Carol put sardine oil on his on his foot? Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh be- yeah, I mean that was or perfume or, or whatever. Uh, no, no, no. They thought that they put perfume on it, right? Uh, because sardine oil, they would have ate them. But perfume, they're just attracted to it. Okay. So they they just want to be like, have it in their mouth and smell it and whatever. So Joe thought this thing was a total setup. But by the way. Which I, I think that's probably accurate. Uh, I don't know who would have done it, right? Who did they put right. up to it? But right. if you watch that scene, like, there's definitely something going on with the boot, with the boots. Like, the tiger is hell bent on getting those boots. Was it a lion? Who's a lion? 
or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I don't, maybe not. But did you see the line? Like the line was basically like, yeah, I'm just going to grab your foot now and throw you to the ground. Like, like no problem. Here we go. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the, I mean, they, the one ripped Saf's arm off with just a paw because they were trying to grab the meat or whatever. Right. Like right. The, her entire, entire arm right. off. Um, this is the episode that Travis kills himself in front of Josh also, which I understand he had thought it, the gun had no clip in it and uh, had one, one round, obviously, in the chamber there. So that's pretty – and as, and as, and as uh, Josh was saying, Weege, on the ep- bonus episode, he was not offered counseling at all by Joe. Mm. <laughs> I, really? I, that seems like not- a, I mean, it seems like a very HR-oriented organization. Yeah, I'm sure the rest of the healthcare benefits were great. Right, um, right. Yeah, I'm sure these people weren't even paid. Um, yeah, that's some. It just really gives an idea of where you are with this show when someone either either committing suicide or shooting themselves accidentally. It's just like almost a, that was like a quick five minute aside. Yeah. Oh yeah, this guy's just dead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't right. nearly the peak of the show at all. No. No. no not at all. So no. poor Travis JT. He doesn't get to ride his quad around anymore. That poor bastard. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what. To, I mean. So when I watched this originally, I had thought, and, and I went back and watched it. The first time I watched it, I thought he had killed himself on purpose because he was so miserable. Oh. But now, yeah, that's what I know, thought. And, yep. Yeah, and I know you know Steve, you didn't see it that way the first time. Shockingly, but I, I agree with you. Yeah, he was just screwing around, right? He, he was like, oh, you can't, you know, this won't go off without a. A magazine in it or whatever, but there was he didn't realize there was one in the chamber. So I don't think he did it on purpose. I no. just think he's a, a meth smoking moron is what it came down uh, to. <laughs> I'm very surprised also that his mother agreed to be interviewed. This is hey, his mom was on some stuff too. Wow. She she She's, doesn't she doesn't come across very good here at all. She doesn't look good at all. Like at his funeral, like she is definitely on something. Um, um did, there's a there's a lot going on there. I hope if I ever go early that you guys build me a sort of a monument, what Joe did with the quad and the statue and rocks. and Could you do something like that with my e-bike maybe? I think once this podcast comes out, uh, there's a chance that you'll go early from these uh, protesters. Okay. Can you, can you build me something like what Joe did for Travis? Yes, I'll take Rocky down to the Capitol. Thank you. Um, this is so Joe's running for president. Jeff's so pissed. He takes off to Vegas. He opens up like a party bus where you can pet a tiger, a baby tiger. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when this was. I've lived in Vegas for a while. It This business, it, it failed. It didn't quite work. Was that the one well, where I, they uh, stuffed him in luggage and brought him up to the hotel? No, no, that was that's before that. That was sort of this his back the history. Bus this, this was, was a tour, tour bus. bus. Yeah, like... Yeah. Like yes. you're all gonna, you and your buddies are gonna go out on the town. You're gonna take a tour bus around Vegas and get hammered, and then there's baby tigers in there for you to pet. <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, when you're in, your, you're in your all your clubbing outfit. Right. You want tigers crawling all over you. <laughs> right, pissing and yep. shedding all over Tiger you. Tiger hair everywhere. Yeah. Right. So this idea failed, but Joe was gone, or Jeff. I mean, Jeff was gone. He was just so fed up with Joe and his presidential campaign that Josh was running for helping them run. So yes, yeah. Um, all right, anything else on this episode at all? Uh, it's let me let me peruse my notes here. Uh, I wrote down. I I think I was at 
a party with Jeff Lowe and it was J Lost Championship Party. Pretty sure yeah, that there that were would, uh, tigers, that tigers would make and cocaine sense. there. Yeah, that would make yep. sense. <laughs> um, I watched this the first time, and when you guys were talking about the fire, I seriously thought it was them trying to make meth, and they covered all that up. There, that's generally how fires happen around meth is somebody not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, so I've been watching. I've been watching Breaking Bad, and yeah, that seems very dangerous. Yeah, I remember staying at Joe Aloff's house in 03 or 04, and a house like a mile away exploded in the middle of the night. That was meth. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that's it for okay. for that episode. I, I did write down that the, that furball looked delightful. The, uh, the what? The furball. Carol Baskin's uh, fundraiser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. called the furball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked delightful. Weege, if you opened up a pizza shop, would you use Walmart expired meat to save some money? Oh, I, there is nothing wrong with that pizza shop as an investment, and it was the only thing appealing. I have zero interest in any of these animals, uh-huh. but it was the only part of the show where I was like, that'd eh, be fun. I could go there and hang out. Yeah. Okay. So, no okay. issues. I, yep. I'm probably going to have Walmart expired meat for dinner as soon as this podcast is over. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> episode six. This is, uh, so this is when Jeff. Who's filming Jeff confronting Joe about embezzling money? Is that just his chick, maybe? It looks weird. Oh, this is in the office, right? Yeah, this is in the office, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like there was a camera set up in the office because there was a lot of those oddly angled shots uh, in there. So Uh I didn't even think about that. It could have been from a phone, but I'm just thinking for some reason they had a camera in there because it seemed like it got a lot of stuff. This is the episode where Joe just leaves. He packs up those animals, you know, and just takes off. With his new husband. With his new new husband. His new husband, who yes. I didn't write the name down, but um, yeah. But he, but the old uh, killed himself husband's mom was willing to come to the wedding with the new husband. It was yeah that was thoughtful and, and Very oh, thoughtful of her. and the guy with no teeth, uh, John. This is also, I believe, last episode was when he broke up with Joe and took off with one of the women who worked in the zoo. Flipping to the other side now, playing for the other team yeah. now. So yep. uh, that was the same episode. So, uh, Alan, this is this is kind of where we learn about Joe, um, which I think Joe hiring Alan to kill Carol is very realistic, seeing as how every one of his made-up videos was talking about killing Carol. <laughs> like, I, 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 can, I can totally see this being for real. Because Joe literally did 10 episodes where he pretended to, you know, kill Carol. Either as a blow-up doll or shoot her or bury her or whatever. So, what I don't understand, though, at this point... So, Jeff's got the zoo now. Joe's gone. What I don't understand about this is... Alan is being very shady on this three grand. And what he did. Did he go to Florida? Did he just blow the money partying? I don't get what he did. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't think he ever went to Florida. He just went and partied, went to strip clubs and whatever. Oh, really? So he made it sound like he went there and then chickened out of the last second, but you don't think he even went there? Well, he claims he never even planned to go to Florida. He just wanted his money and was like, oh. yeah, I'm out of here. See ya. Like, and he, it was like payback for how much he hated Joe. So Jeff runs into some trouble in Vegas. I don't, think they, I don't think they ever said what, but... That James Garrison guy, uh, he brought he brought the FBI in. 
Well, they had him on what? He owned a uh, ferret that he had not he, uh, registered? He, uh, some sort of... <laughs> a lemur? Now, I've read about this since. They said, they said that that's not true. It's much more serious charges than a, than a marmot or a, fe- or a lemur or whatever. <laughs> he nice he seemed to be like, I had no choice. I had to... I had to <laughs> I had to go undercover. They had me. I had an illegal lemur. I, right. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. right. What am yeah. I going to do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <They> a... <laughs> yeah, they had me up against it. <laughs> it didn't have a rabies shots. I mean, they had me. Yeah. I mean, you, and you know the FBI. I mean, they're, they're big on that. They're, they're going oh, after yeah. those people. You do not have a ferret that doesn't have no, a, no, a no, main no. number. No problem on that. So... <laughs> James brings Jeff into the FBI. Uh, you know, Jeff's trying to save himself from whatever happens in Vegas. They're pretty vague about that. Now, I heard there was it was domestic violence charges. I read, but I can't say for sure. But people, that's what people were on saying. On Jeff Lowe? Yeah, on Jeff Lowe, yeah. But oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really say uh, say much about that. So, Alan, I can't figure out Alan. I, he mumbles a lot. He th- I thought he went there and then chickened out. JT, you say he didn't even go to Florida at all. Just party? I don't think so. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. We're not sure, but at some point they have him on tape, though. They have Joe on tape saying, "You know, hey, this is this is this is what you got to do." Um, he's extremely dumb. He's. I mean, this guy's a, this this Allen guy's a shady character. Let's, I mean, he's a <laughs> he's convicted felon for one. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. I mean, if he had gone through with this, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Like he he just to me looks like someone who would. Yep. Contract kill. No problem. Three grand, though? To me, yes. three grand is a huge asterisk. No? Not a problem? Three grand to that guy, Alan Glover, is like $10 million. <laughs> Well, he spent $10 million in apparently 48 hours in this case. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, D- Joe's, Joe's new husband's name is Dylan, by the way. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the last episode, Joe's in jail. Passage. You know, Dylan Passage. Joe's in jail, so we're not... We just we already know what's going on and how, you know how we, why he's in there and everything else. Um, Jeff said that Joe spent seventy five thousand dollars of zoo money on his campaign. And damn it, I wish I would have got some Joe Exotic for governor condoms that he made. He really was big on those. Sex Joe. Yeah. Vote vote for Joe. Here's a condom. I actually remember it was pretty crazy. Uh, they showed uh, the clip from. Uh, John Oliver's HBO show. Yeah. With, with, uh, and I actually vaguely remember seeing that at the time. Um, and what was good was it was a, it was a tiny fraction of a window into the life of Joe Exotic, who no one knew at the time. Yeah. But he was so on brand because one of the main points he made is, I'm broke because of some chick, I'll say, in Florida uh, took all my money. And, no one at the time would have known what the heck he was talking about. Right. But now you see that clip and you're like, oh, wow, he managed to do a good job summing himself up in about three minutes, his entire life story. It was well done. Now, this is the episode two where Jeff, Jeff talks about whacking Carol on her bike path. So, like, I'm confused because Jeff seems like, Jeff, I mean, there's no plan to do it, but Jeff's all in. Like, here's how you Got do it. She bikes yes. on this path. We Google Earthed yep. it. You know, yep. hey, Alan, like, and I'm like, wow, I thought Jeff was, you know, solid, but apparently not. So, um, you thought Jeff was solid? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, every time it switched, I, I don't know. It was so funny. So, I, I to me, this part was Jeff 
Jeff was showing Alan and Joe how to do this, but yet nothing ever happens about that. You know, there was to me there was a zero. To me there was a zero percent chance that Jeff came by any money through honest, legit business. There's no, no. There's a lot to unpack with Jeff Lowe. I just don't know that we'll ever get to the bottom of it. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, they do insinuate at the end that uh, you know, just to make the story a little more dramatic, right? That like it might not be over with Joe going to jail. Maybe someday. Maybe yeah. someday Jeff Lowe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. Jeff Lowe, by the way. I don't know why. There's certain names. Jeff Lowe's the kind of name he's never Jeff and he's never Lowe. He's just Jeff Lowe always. Yeah. Why <laughs> certain names just roll like off West Kane? Like West Kane. West Kane. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I know two Wes's. I know Wes Williams. That's Wes. And then there's West Kane. Yeah. Never not West Kane. Thank you. Um, so Jeff and Alan get together with the authorities. They're, uh, you know, they're already there with, uh, with James. He's already, they're all in there together, kind of working against Joe and, and proving that Joe talked to Alan and gave him money to go kill Carol. Uh, but at some point Jeff was talking about killing Carol too. So, but Joe's gone with Dylan with a bunch of animals and he was saying, Remember he was saying he was in Mexico or how was, what was he posting that he was in Mexico or something? He was taking Google images and saying he was in Mexico yep, and the yep. authorities are like, yeah, I know we were tracking him or whatever. We, we knew he wasn't in Mexico. <laughs> he was, he's over in Panama city or whatever. He kept he putting, he kept putting Mexico and Belize hmm. on the same, on the picture. Oh yeah. Belize. Right. Yeah. He was in Belize right. too. Yeah. Well, he would put him on the same picture that yeah. he was in Mexico and Belize. Yeah. Uh, and then Jeff, Jeff pieces out and teams up with the other guy to build a zoo in Oklahoma, in another part of Oklahoma or in Texas or whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah, right on the line. Yep. But then that falls apart. Tim Stark. Yeah, Tim Stark. Um, so I don't know. Th- th- this is he always has a monkey on him. Do you remember Tim? Yep. Never has a shirt on. And he and, ha- and has a monkey, monkey, a monkey on his shoulder all the time. Like, where do they find up with these guys? This, yeah. Where do they keep finding these people? But then it looks like Tim's doing all the work, and Jeff's just kind of ordering him around. So at some point they break up, right? If uh, any of these people had been into motocross, I would have re- ended up riding on one of their teams. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, that, right? yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. So, and Doc Antle is somewhere just laughing about all of this because just straight and narrow, Doc Antle with his cult. Bagavon. yeah, yeah, Bagavon. So it is amazing how it worked out with Doc Antle because for sure when they were first doing this it was like we got three people and I think you know at that point the Vegas odds would have been pretty even across the board of which one of the three Carol Joe or Doc would have ended up being in the worst situation oh one of these ones is going to go to jail one of these one one of these people is going to be dead I, you felt like Doc Antle was right there even odds but as the show evolved mm-hmm. he, he was never able to find that extra gear. But, um, but they the said he was did. being investigated. I read that, or they said it at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> Doc's got some issues for sure. He's pretty smart, though. If anybody on this show is intelligent, he would be the only <laughs> one I'm going to lean towards as being actually intelligent. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What about Joe sent uh, Dylan to a storage uh, unit to go get a bunch of documents on everybody, all the all the guys, Doc Antle, Tim Stark? Yeah. Bet Carol, everybody. I don't know whatever came out yeah. of that. So, <laughs> I think the only thing they had in there were a bunch of straws that they were grasping. <laughs> that was the only thing that was in that right in that story. Right. Yes. It all comes out I'm that get them all. It all comes out that Joe euthanizes these 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 taggers at some point. The one guy starts crying. 
about talking about how these Tigers trusted him, and then Joe would just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's really what got him, I think, right? I, I, I feel like the they couldn't quite pin everything or get a full-on prison sentence just off of the potential, you know, messed up evidence over did he order someone to kill somebody. But I feel like once they had the euthanizing Tigers, they well, had they what they came, needed. They, they came back guilty on, what, 19 charges? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he didn't sentence him to burn him at the stake. <laughs> and then, and then when we leave the episode, Jeff's got the Jeff's broken up from Tim Stark. Jeff has the zoo. Joe's in jail. Carol seems happy. <laughs> Carol seems happy. Yeah, well, her potential murder uh, murderer is uh, now behind bars. So yeah, good. Yeah, it uh, it's amazing. I, I just I don't know. And by have the you watched. Uh, I know you have, but this this uh, sheriff, Hillsborough County Sheriff, he is hell bent certain that Carol killed her husband. Like he is ready to go after her with everything he's got. This guy. Have you seen? Did you see any of the interviews with him? No, I don't think so. No, he he reopened oh, yeah. it though. Yeah, he he's reopened the case. Uh, I mean, he is one hundred percent certain that she did this, and he is going to get to the bottom of it. Dude, good so. luck. The, Stay tuned. The literally the only thing Tiger King episodes one through seven was missing was Rhino. If they would have just had Rhino at some point, I would have just been like, they got everybody. <laughs> Everyone's in, you know, and Rhino could be doing whatever. It doesn't matter. Anything. Charge life. You know? He would have ridden one of them. He would have been riding those tigers. He would have rode, rode a tiger <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. That's what he does. He'll ride anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, we, we decided, you know, we have a life and wellness program here. We brought in a trainer and a nutritionist for all these people. Rhino's actually the big winner of this quarantine, if you follow him on Instagram. <laughs> he seems like it's fine. He's in Hawaii <laughs> with some chicks on a, like, it looks like an estate. They're, they're living <laughs> off the land. Like, Rhino is the winner. He's, he's basically Doc Antle. He's not, he's not far off. He's not far off. If he comes riding in a, on an elephant named Bubbles, yeah. he's become him. Yeah, yeah. This is our friend Bhagavan Hughes or whatever. So, um, it's amazing. So, and then so now Jeff's been in. Jeff was talking about getting a hot nanny. For his his chick, and now the hot nanny's been all over the place. You guys seen that? Mm. Yep. Yeah, David Spade had her on. She uh, she flies she flies in and out of Vegas, back and forth to the uh, to the zoo to take care of the baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then so and then by the way, the the Mark Davis guy uh, James said there's a lot more coming out. He said there's a lot more coming out. Just be ready, everybody. So all right, oh, James. Ready. All right, James. Well. <laughs> You know, so yeah. Well, they're just all worried that their 15 minutes of fame is about just to be about up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah sure. They they hope so. It's uh, it's amazing. So, all right. Well, hey, by the way, I didn't throw any plugs in. We didn't even th- throw any plugs in. We just fly racing uh, racer X podcast presented by Renthal and Maxis, also alias CBD. Weech, you have a read? Yeah, on, on X Maps here, everybody. Um, I don't know if it can help you find some of this land, such as on the Texas-Oklahoma border where this super zoo is being built. Um, but it can help you find places to hunt, uh, hopefully properly, and also to ride, uh, drive Jeeps, side-by-sides, quads, um, but not on the, the Joe Exotic Farm, like in actual places where you're allowed to. So I encourage you to go to onxmaps.com or search onyx 
off-road in the app store. Really, the app is what you want. And it's got a GPS that actually works even if your phone doesn't have service, so it'll work with your way out in the boondocks. Check it out. Find places to ride. Um, you'll never have more time than now. Take advantage. Uh, before we wrap up, Weege, can, can we get a comment on you on the governor of Florida saying wrestling is an essential business? Uh, it actually, okay, I, I believe JT's a fan, right? You're a DeSantis fan, correct? Uh, I don't know enough to say I'm a fan, no. Oh, okay. I, mean, I like joking okay. around, but I wouldn't say that, no. Oh, okay, I just I just wanted to choose my words wisely. He definitely seems on the uh, pro-business uh, side of things. I mean, was just held on to the bitter end trying to get those spring break dollars in Florida. Uh, but I don't believe this one's on him. I think it's more the mayor of the town or city where wwe has their training complex and the news reports were they were not an essential business and then they had some conversations <laughs> and suddenly they were so um i don't know what the conversation now, was i don't Vin- know if the money was just coming out of their mouth <laughs> <laughs> like what was in this conversation it's literally that emoji where the money's just coming yeah, out of their was, mouth. That was, <laughs> that's right it, it's yeah. It's just, it's a mat. I just, it seems odd for Vince McMahon to, to have this happen. It seems out of character, but good job. Well, isn't, a, isn't, mm-hmm, isn't Vince's wife on uh, one of these committees? Yeah, some sort of Donald Trump committee. Yeah, she wasn't one of Trump's committees. Uh, they go way back. I mean, I remember WrestleMania 3 and 4 were both at the uh, Trump Casino in Atlantic City. It was a big deal for us New Jerseyans. And there was Trump with whatever the first. I think it was Ivana uh, in the front row, and then Ravishing Rick Rude, who was uh, by far the best-looking man in wrestling. And WrestleMania three, after his match was over, Ivana was gone. He, he his match was he was gone, and she was gone, and then Trump was still there. Um, so the McMahons go way back uh, with Trump. I mean, they were kind of a New York, New Jersey, Connecticut-based business, as was he. Uh, and then she tried to run for Senate several times, spent a lot of money, and lost. Now Vince has spent a lot of money on XFL and lost. I cannot believe. Can you believe the second coming in the XFL somehow managed to fail even more quickly than the yeah, first? Yeah, it's yes. unbelievable. It's amazing. Yes, I can. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, JD, you can. You're not surprised yes. by any of this. No, the the XFL is like just the you know the guy that can't get right. Just they're just going to keep coming and yeah. throwing more money at it, thinking they're going to beat the NFL. And no, 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 we have enough money to be sustainable for three years. That's what I heard. Yep. I don't know, twelve hundred times. Yeah. And nope. We didn't even finish the first season. Sorry. You know, I mean, obviously some of it was COVID related, but still the fact that it lasted, I mean, three months. Is but if you have atrocious. enough money to go three seasons, how are you done the first year? You're right. Under even any if they, circumstances. Yes. You just, right. You just shut it down and save your money till next year. Right. Right. I, yeah. I don't get it. It's, it's amazing, but wrestling is an essential business. And we, you were the first guy I thought of that would, you know, stamp this. So. Nice to see. People are getting entertained. Um, this is all in our headquarters now, I believe, or is it actually with people? You there? The WWE? Yeah. Oh, we just gone. We just, we just gone. We lost him. We lost him. He, was, he, he made a statement on wrestling, and then that was it. Hung it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's still, it's just in their, I think it's in their, in their uh, wrestling um, compound. I don't know if they're, they're not selling tickets, I don't believe. I, I'm not. Yeah, sure. you know what would be interesting. Have you have you ever been to Feld? No. I mean, their their place is just unbelievably big. 
they could hold a supercross there for sure if they wanted to. They wouldn't probably have be able to have fans there. Right. But they could definitely they have, do they have the room, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could, I cannot even imagine the proposals and outlandish ideas that were thrown against the wall over the last month. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's amazing. All right, we lost Weege, but thanks to Fly Racing, Renthal Maxis, of course, uh, on this podcast, uh, on X Maps, alias CBD, of course, as well. Tiger King, uh, part two uh, recap, and more importantly, part though, duh, part duh. Uh, more importantly, let's 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 hope Supercross gets started uh, in, in mid-May here. That that'd be awesome to get that done. I think uh, whether we're there or not, uh, it'd be really sweet to get some some entertainment, get some sports on TV as well. Get that would be important, I think, for everybody, for NBC, for the sport in general. Uh, I have my doubts, as you do, you JT, but let's hope. Let's cross our fingers. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. If they can do it, I just, when I look at it, if, if you would, let's put it this way. Six months ago, before we'd ever heard of coronavirus, if you said that that's what was going to happen, you would get laughed out of any room in America. And now we're supposed to just think, oh, yeah, that sounds like it could happen. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's yeah. where I come in on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, I think, on that. I'm 41. You're 40%. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. I guess. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. 
I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.